0: The CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Friday! I'm Jay zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabassi. We've got Lawrence running the show today. Big one today. Uh, Blackhawks GM Kyle Davidson was a guest on uh, my old stomping ground, 670 The Score, and had a lot to say. So we're going to play some of those comments and react to them. First, make sure you smash that like button on YouTube. Make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel as well. Podcast listeners, make sure you're following or subscribed as well there. Turn on those notifications so you know as soon as a new episode drops. And leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And remember, you can become a diehard at allchgo.com. Greg is rocking that new Cubs design that came out. A couple new Cubs and White Sox designs came out yesterday. So check out all the merch at chgo locker.com. When you become a diehard, you get a free shirt or hat of your choice, and anytime you shop at chgo locker as a diehard, you save 20%. So jump on those great deals and those great designs uh, right now cuz why the hell not? What else are you doing? <laughs> Watching us? You can open a new tab, shop around and then come back. It's perfect. How are you fellas?
1: I'm tired. <laughs> I just got Doing done right. just got done cutting the grass and uh <clears throat> I am sitting in a in my in my office. My office and uh it is not well insulated, so it's uh it's humid in here.
0: You and I have the opposite problem. I was telling Lawrence, my <laughs> my basement is approximately sixty degrees right now. It is freezing would, down here. So I would
1: trade I would trade that right now. My my <laughs> skin is getting moist. Greg, what are you gonna bitch about? Nothing.
0: <laughs> Perfect. All
2: yeah, right. I had a I had a landscaping company that I didn't hire mysteriously show up this week and cut my grass for me. So you gotta get me one of them, Mario. Makes life oh, so much okay. easier. One of
0: those accidental landscapers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have
2: no idea. It was unexplained. There was no invoice in my mailbox. I'm thinking maybe the old uh the old occupant of this house forgot to tell them that she no longer lives here and cancel them. So Thank you, former lady who used to live here. I don't know.
0: I think uh, accidental landscaper is a new manscape product. So keep your eye on <laughs> <laughs> that.
2: You don't want to do anything accidental. Yeah, right? you don't want to make sure it's on purpose.
0: Good point. Good point. All right, so uh, a lot to get to with Kyle Davidson's interview this morning. He was a guest of Molly and Haw on Six Seventy. The score. I want to thank uh, my old pals there for letting us use this audio. Saved me a lot of work on transcription and a lot of work <laughs> reading so we're going to get right to it uh, right off the bat Kyle Davidson was asked how he intends to use uh, all the cap space the Blackhawks have right now and here's what he had to say
3: the draft picks the cap space it's all it's all by design and and, and for for good reason in this rebuild and um, you know the one thing about the cap space and I've been asked about it a lot with uh, with respect to now now what he can do this summer is that you know what I think what we've seen and, and, and how we've, we've sort of studied the landscape in, in the NHL is that you can really stunt your ceiling and your upside as a team by spending too early. And, and hopefully we've got uh, enough good players coming in, young, good players coming in as the new core that, you know what, they're going to require most of that salary cap space. And the last thing we want to do is acquire all these young players, all this exciting young talent, all this great draft capital. We use it, they get here and then we jump too early in free agency, in our life cycle. And now we've got to, we can't pay some of those great, exciting young players. That's the last thing we want. And so we're going to be really intentional about it. Uh, we're going to stay focused on, on acquiring the best young talent we can. And, uh, you know, you mentioned the, the draft capital, hopefully, uh, and as well as the cap space that can all go into acquiring more quality young talent. So we're, we're going to see what opportunities come our way, but we're going to stay dedicated to our path here. And, and, uh, and and just try and build this thing through through quality use.
0: There you have it. Uh he's telling you what he's doing. Like there is no intention to go sign a big name, high cost, long term free agent right now. But he did say if we can add some young talent with some of the cap space we have, I think that sort of talks about what we were been talking about the last few days the Connor Darrell, Connor Garland, Brock Besser, uh those sort of conversations. I think are are definitely on the table. That's what I got from that comment.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely sounds like um, he wants to save his money for the guys that he is picking to be the next core of the, of the, of the organization and wants to be able to keep all of those guys uh, together for a long time. Um, that's a good plan. If, if those guys hit their potentials, because Uh, then you're talking about a team that's going to be really competitive and hopefully together for a long time. And that we were, we were very fortunate as, as Blackhawks fans to see that basically from 2007 to 2017. Um, So another, another run of that would be really good and and managing the cap better than the previous regime did uh, could make it longer than a decade that we're talking about a team that could be competitive. So, I, I am fine with that uh, with that mindset. I know yesterday we spent a lot of time talking about different free agents that Davidson could look at this summer, um, if he wants to bank as much cap space as possible and 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 look at next summer as a free agent class with some young talent that he could go after. By all means, fine with that as well.
2: I know we're not used to this, but we have a general manager with foresight and a guy that has a plan beyond today. Um, It's refreshing. I know some people probably have Stockholm Syndrome and and are a little weirded out by it and don't want to believe it. I understand that. But Kyle Davidson, he had a plan. when He was officially named GM last March. Just because he got Connor Bernard, he's not – changing from it this isn't the summer to go crazy anyway free agency class is not great there's nobody in there that's going to be a difference maker for you when this team is ready to contend for a championship so why just because you can spend a ton of money doesn't mean you should get to the cap floor get some guys in here that can help you know uh with counter badard and these young players who are also be attractive at next year's trade deadline so maybe get some more assets
0: well yeah that that's part and of it, it too, is like this draft this free agent class, there's no one on there that for me makes sense for the Hawks to sign long term. We've talked about Domi, Athanasiu, whatever, like JT Comfort, fine. That's a two, three year deal. There's no one there that's like seven years, ten million worthy. That's your unless they wanted to make a play for Timo Meyer, which certainly doesn't sound like it's something Kyle Davidson is interested in doing. Um That's what you're looking at. So I think they will be active in free agency, but I think as far as like some kind of a massive contract, first of all, that guy's not there. Uh, Second of all, he's right. Like at some point, if these guys are, are what you think they are, you're going to have to start, you're going to have to pay these dudes and that's going to be costly. And you know, you don't want to lose a guy because you brought somebody else in to to stop gap or make you slightly more competitive for a year, you know, for a while. Yeah. The plan is sound. That's for sure. I'm sorry if I interrupted you, Greg.
2: No, no, it, it's it's yeah, it's, it's a good plan. Go out, see if Max Domi wants to come back. Give him, give him a good, nice contract. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see Alex Kaloran in here, a guy like that. Another guy that I would target who won't cost you a lot of money, but is perfect for this. Uh, I was looking over some fancy stats this morning, and a guy that jumped off the page to me because of his defensive metrics was Josh Levo, that played with the Blues last year very good defensively veteran forward has some size can score some goals won't cost you a lot of money and might be a guy that you can get a third round pick for think jason dickinson with a little more size and a little more offensive ability that's a guy i, I look to bring in here because that's a guy you could put with Connor bedard to kind of be like that's your protector he could play physical he can shoot the puck in the net when you hit him tape to tape like bedard can do those are the guys you can't you go after this so the, the, the big Difference making free agents aren't there and don't spend money just because you can't.
0: Yeah, exactly. By the way, you mentioning the, the PTSD uh, of Hawks fans with the last regime. How many DMS have you guys gotten from Hawks fans worried that he's not going to take Connor Bedard? Too many. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's okay. Like yeah, calm down. He's definitely yeah. taking Connor Bedard.
2: Can can, While well, we're talking about strange theories, somebody already has it in the chat. I've been asked another thing about eight times, I think also in our diehards-only Discord. There is no way in hell the Anaheim Ducks are trading the number two pick to the Blackhawks. It's not happening. It is not happening on any planet. They're not trading that pick to anybody. They're especially not going to do it to the Blackhawks. If you thought that everybody was mad when they got number one overall and then all of a sudden they're going to get number one and number two, whatever edible... You ate this morning. said <laughs> <that's> a- some. <laughs> shared her with me because that's some good stuff right there. It's not happening. So, not what, e- happening. What,
1: e- what is even the what is the context of that thought? It
2: just it's just people spitballing saying, "Hey, we got all these extra p- picks. What would it take to get number two from Anaheim so we can get Podard and Fantilli? That's Nothing. Not it's, yeah. it's, that's this zero no. chance that that happens. So as- Patrick oh. Beek would be would be run out of town." On a rail and his head would be on a pike at the entrance to Disneyland if he did that
0: <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's my general rule when when someone sends me a trade proposal or i dream up one of my of my own if i was that team would i make this deal does this deal make the team make, getting this player better and hapless plugger who's got the suggestion on our chat is saying like reichel Not Murphy, it's Adam Fantilli. And if you were the Hawks, you would not take on some other teams. You know, Lucas Reichel is a good, not great prospect. Connor Murphy is a, is a middle pair defenseman with mileage on his back. And the 19th pick, that's not enough for me to to trade a potential franchise changer. So no. you gotta think that way. You gotta you gotta think I- like what does this make sense for the other team? Quantity does not equal quality.
2: Right. I think the sting of not getting number one overall for Anaheim is not as great as, say, for Columbus. Yeah. Because Anaheim already has some tremendous young talent there in, like, Zegris and Terry and McTavish. And now you add Adam Fantilli to that core, and you're going to be competitive a lot quicker than some of these other teams at the top of the draft. So they're not moving out of that spot. They're going to add another elite talent to a really good core of young players. Yeah. Anaheim, man, they get some defensemen, they get some goaltenders. They're going to be a tough, tough team in a couple of years. I, I
0: love the fit of Fantillion Anaheim too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, that to me is you put, you talk about what you were saying about uh, Levo, you know, being the, the power forward type that can crash the net and just receive the passes. You've got the skill with Zgris. You've got the power forwardness of Adam Fantilli who projects to be Maybe not quite as great as Matthew Kachuk, but a similar type of player. Yes, that will work, and that's going to work very well for them in the playoffs when they get there. So, if I'm yep. Anaheim, absolutely not. There is if you're not picking up the phone in the, in the, it's not a GM saying Connor or Connor, McDavid or Bedard. Number two is not on the table for me. There's no way. So, nope. however, on that thought, to the next little cut we have here from six seventy, the scoring Kyle Davidson he was asked is trading up in the draft a possibility
3: it's definitely something we're exploring i think the level of success we reach is it will be dictated by the level of player we can acquire and, and and you know logic dictates that the higher you are in the draft the better chance you have of getting a good player and so we're we're going to explore the opportunities available to us to potentially move up again it's a good draft so that that means people don't necessarily want to move down and so you know it might not be there for us um we're gonna we're gonna explore it uh you know right now we've got um eight picks in the first three rounds of the draft which that that is a lot and and uh, i will concede that that's that's a lot i think it's probably unlikely that we we make all those picks so how that uh manifests itself whether it's in a move up whether you know what maybe we move some players or some picks for, for future picks or, or something like that, um, you know, that remains to be seen. But it, that's a lot of picks. But in the end, you have to have the currency to be able to, to you know, give yourself options. And, and that's what we, we do have. And we haven't provided ourselves with, with some of the work we've done the last two trade deadlines. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what, what, what happens. But we're definitely looking to be active when we get down to Nashville.
0: I mean, he, he just said it. It's unlikely we make all those picks. They're they're definitely going to be moving some pieces. And that's where, for me, this Mitchkov thing becomes so interesting because how mm-hmm. scary is he for a team? Like, uh, it's a couple years and it's it's not guaranteed. That's the th- sort of thing where Kyle Davidson can swoop in, just like the Eagles did with Jalen Carter, kind of similar, and say, hey, uh, we'll take this choice off your hands if you'd like to. And you can pick a few away, and here's a second round pick for your trouble. The Hawks get Bedard and Mitchkoff, and <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> you, thought, you, <laughs> you know what I
2: mean? You thought NHL fan bases are mad after the draft lottery.
0: <laughs> oh, baby. But I mean it's bring but, it on. It's but it's not just Michkoff. Like, there's there was some talk, at least last week, like early this week, that like maybe the number two pick won't be Fantilli. I don't really believe that. But Leo Carlson could fall. Guys jump and fall as the thing comes on. And if there's someone that they really love, even if it's a couple spots, like Gabe Perot is a guy they like, who's what, probably like between twelve and sixteen, probably in that range. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. So
0: you trade nineteen in a second to get up to thirteen. Okay, you know, like the the beauty of this is you've got your home run already with Connor Bedard, just like last year when you got. You were able to get Korczynski and uh, Nazar. Then with Renzel, you're like, we're kind of playing with house money now. It's our third first round pick. So let's take a bit of a project. Let's take a bit of a stab here and see what we can do. They are in prime position to do a lot at this draft, be it trade up for a pick, trade for an active player, whatever. There is no GM more equipped to dominate this draft than Kyle Davidson.
1: Yeah, I I love the ability for them to have options. And I love that it sounds like he, he really wants to be able to be active to try and move up. And to me, it makes me, you know, last year they, they had their players. They wanted to get specific guys. Yep. Um, makes me think that outside of the potential of Mitch falling, falling, uh, you know, outside the top five, six, seven, whatever it is. I think they have a couple targets that are maybe top 10 guys that they're like, interested in trying and going and getting um i mean why wouldn't you this is a super deep deep class uh in the in the first you know two rounds of 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 players but you know with all the with with having the extra first round pick and all the second round picks they have um they could get really creative and maybe hop into the top 10 and, and grab somebody that you know we're not even expecting right now so i'm excited man like i i love hearing uh a gm that you know I, I think has sh- has shown us enough to kind of trust in in the in the messaging in and, and, and in the in the plan that he has and to be like you know what like we we want to be aggressive in in this and and that is something that I think uh, we've we've kind of missed yes yep. <laughs> the PTSD aggressive the is definitely
2: base. a word on Kyle Davidson's uh, uh, fe- Facebook profile like mm-hmm. there's no doubt about that uh yeah I, I joked months ago about a dream scenarios winning the draft lottery and then using some extra picks to trade up and get Michkov. and you know that's sexy and you basically take all the risk of of Michkov not showing up because you have it, it minimalizes it because you have Connor bedard so if he doesn't nah, oh well you still have Connor freaking Bernard, and if he does it if he does or when he does look out I don't necessarily know if that's what they're trying to do, but I'm as Mario said, I'm sure they've got some eyes, you know. Uh because people I'm already are hot. I'm
1: already thinking of yeah. players. <laughs> because people bec-
2: because of the, the leaps and bounds Will Smith has made over the past few weeks, or Gabe Perot, some of these other that means maybe some of these guys that should have been sixth or seventh fall to 10, 11 And if you if one of those, if you've got a guy Go get him. You know, Ryan Pace, I know he's a four-letter word around here. You don't say his name a lot. But I, the one thing I gave him credit for is when he had his, his target locked on a guy, he went out and got him. He didn't care what it cost. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, but he did it with Justin Fields. He did it with some, uh, some of his other draft picks he made. He traded up quite a bit. I will always respect a general manager that's aggressive, and is willing to, to go get who he has fallen in love with. Now, now, time will tell if those are the right players. In Pace's situation, some of those guys weren't the right players. You've got this capital. You've got all these assets. Until the, he takes the card up to the podium and announces his name, those draft picks are currency. Use it to buy an upgrade if you need to. I'm fine with it. They, it has, he is in the driver's seat. he Kyle Davidson has has the chance to walk in the Nashville of all places mm-hmm. and just be <laughs> the king of the NHL and make everybody bend the knee and kiss the ring.
0: That'd really be a shame, wouldn't it? Oh, it just <laughs> break my heart. Yeah, Nate says exactly, Greg, if if the only picks the Hawks made this year was Bedard, it's already a success. So if they got Mitch Cov and he never comes over, it's no loss. I mean, it's it is a loss. It's a loss. But it's, it's not it's it's not like swallow. if you right,
2: right. It's not like if you drafted him third overall and he was your only first round pick and he never showed up. It's, it's the cherry on the Sunday.
1: It's it's the you know, think of the two thousand and seven draft class. They got Patrick Kane and that was it. But it's fine because yeah. it was Patrick Kane. But yeah, you yeah. still want you still want a couple players coming out of each draft class if you can. For sure. All yeah.
0: right. H- hypothetical, nineteenth or twentieth pick, then the other Tampa pick next year, and that first second round pick this year to trade up for Mitchkov. Would you do it?
1: Depends on how far you have to go. Do you have to go to six? Do you have to go to ten?
0: Well, but you don't. The problem is you don't know that, right? Nah. So like.
1: Until, until still, yeah, until those there, picks are if
0: still there after five.
1: I mean, yeah, but then you but then you're probably running into other teams that are like, hey, he's kind of fallen into our lap. I That's don't know. True. It's it, you got to it's.
2: Yeah, it also depends. You, you got to play is...
1: play what the uh, how things play out. You
2: you also have to be worried somebody that's yet to draft is going to get to him before you. So if Mm -hmm. you know you have to jump ahead of say the Washington capitals and the team that picks just ahead of the Washington capitals knows that the price of poker goes up.
0: Yeah. Right. So that would be two firsts. So like I would imagine Tampa will take a little bit of a slip. So let's just say 19 this year and 15 or 14 next year. Plus that early second-round pick this year. Which is, like, 35. 35, yeah. So, it's a lot, but if you think Mitch Kov is going to be the dude everybody thinks he's going to be, I mean, if, yeah. like I said before, if his name was Gordy O'Sullivan, he'd be number two overall without any question, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. We, we got a lot of time to talk about it. Before we get to our first break, going to address a couple super chats we got here. Thomas says, could you see other teams not trading with Chicago out of spite for us getting Bedard?" <laughs> that is a good way to get your ass fired.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Hawks yeah.
0: didn't do anything wrong to win the They won the draft. They had the third best odds and the lottery balls fell in their favor. I don't know why anyone would be mad at the Blackhawks for that. What are they yeah, supposed if, to do? Say no. Thank you. Like if,
2: if right. the Blackhawks so call you and have a chance for you to improve your team and get you closer to a championship and you say no, because you're mad they won the draft lottery,
0: you're getting your ass fired. That'd be yeah. like deservedly. So should Ryan polls not trade with the Packers out of spite? Like that's just dumb. <laughs> like it's if you're shutting the door on an opportunity because of bitterness or a rivalry, you're not doing yourself any service. And that's a really good way to lose your job. I I can't imagine that would happen, but who knows? There have been dumb people running organizations for a long time. Uh, The other super chat comes from Brandon. He says, I don't think DeBrinckit stays in Ottawa. Uh, On a three-year deal, you could decide what to do with him and get a Bedard extension. This contract for to bring going to be taking big a
2: three-year deal. One. This
0: is going to be the eight, nine year deal for to It's going to be the biggest one he signs of his career, most likely. So you're not going to get him on a bridge. There's, they already did that. There's no shot that Alex to yeah. bring it is signing a bridge anywhere. Um I don't think that let's say like, and if I don't think he has shut the door on playing here, it doesn't seem like he's very bitter about anything, but it's just like, we always say the guy's returning. It's a pipe drink. It's also when you look at the roster now, Bedard, Reichel, you got a lot of skill. You got to add some different style of scoring. You yeah. got to get some more physical, bigger kind of scorers in here. So I'm not sure DeBrink it makes a lot of sense at this point.
1: Yeah, and if you're if you're going to be throwing that kind of money around, um, yeah, I, I think Davidson would probably rather spend. You know, let's say it's a ten million dollar contract. I think he'd rather find two five million dollar players at this point than one $10 million dollar player.
4: Yeah.
2: Plus, plus the has an RFA, so you would have to trade for his rights to yeah. sign him first. Yeah. So you'd be giving up more than money. Like Ottawa is not just going to let him go to and not give him a qualifying offer, right? If, you, if he wants to go somewhere, he's his agent is going to have to find that team that is willing to trade for those signing rights and then sign him, right? So now you're giving up assets as long with solid cap space and he's not going to sign a three-year deal it's just not worth it yeah. i know we love our alex to brink it but of guys that ship has sailed let it go yeah
0: yep. uh timo meyer by the way same same boat he is a yeah. restricted free agent the right the devils have his rights to negotiate a long-term deal first um but you'd have to if you want that you'd have to trade with the devils to get them
2: yeah, he uh he they actually talked about that on 32 Thoughts today with Elliot Freeman and, and Jeff Merrick saying Elliot Freeman says he believes they're gonna let uh, Timo Meyer go to arbitration so they can sign him to a one year deal at like eight point five million and then see where it goes from there. And if he doesn't mm-hmm. want to do that, if he doesn't want to sign long term with the devils, then they'll look to trade him.
0: And then is he a UFA after that? Yeah, he's got UFA. Because he'd be one twenty,
1: year. he'd be twenty-seven.
0: I mean, yeah. actually, if I'm Timo Meyer, I don't mind that either. Of course, you want the security of um, a long-term deal as soon as you can get it. But to say, all right, eight and a half, I'm gonna have a great season here, and then I'm gonna go shop around and see what I can get.
2: That yeah, works yeah it's well. kind of like kind of like the franchise tag in the NFL. Go out and bet on yourself and get more money the next year. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, Greg, it's not as sunny today as it has been, but uh, you can still look pretty sweet when you go outside.
2: Yes, I would throw on one of my numerous pairs of Shady Rage right now, but I tried that once and then I couldn't see the computer screen. <laughs> not ideal. <laughs> No, but you could see everything else crystal clear, especially when you're driving. I love, like even on overcast days like today, I still wear my Shady Rays while driving because the optics are fantastic. And when the sun does come back out, which it will at some point, you can take it on with gear built to last because Shady Rays has you covered for the warm weather ahead with their premium polarized shades that come at an affordable price. Hmm. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that is better than any expensive pair I've ever worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers you the most insane protection in all of Iowa. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on the very first day they told us they'll send you a brand new pair with no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. And you're going to look great in your Shady Rays. You're going to feel great because Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact. With every purchase you make, they are helping build play sets for pediatric cancer patients. They're providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime, donating meals all across the country. Shady Rays is making an impact now and for years to come. And if you don't love your Shady Rays... But you will, so don't worry about this part. But just in case, you can exchange them for a brand-new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There is zero risk when you shop. They always have your back at Shady Rays, and besides having your back, they are giving you the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the promo code CHGO at checkout, and you're going to receive 50% off all orders of two or more pairs of their awesome sunglasses. So go ahead. I dare you. Try the Sunglasses rated five stars by over 250,000 people.
0: That's a lot of human beings rating sunglasses. So well done, Shady Rays. We love you. I also love Fubo TV. That is my TV provider now, and I absolutely adore it. I can do the multi-view and watch the Hawks and the Stanley Cup playoffs. Well, not at the same time. I can watch the Stanley Cup playoffs and the Cubs. And whatever else I want to watch, the three screen split, the four screen split, whatever you want to do, you get 140 live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device. So I'm out on my walk, pop on the the Fubo TV app, and I can watch TV as I walk. As and you can watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. Start watching immediately with a seven day free trial. Go to fuboTV.com slash chgo. There's no contract. There's no cable. There's no hassle. Just signed up and start watching right away. 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge, and you can watch your local teams while traveling. You've got the PGA Championship, the French Open, the WNBA is about to tip off the NHL draft. We know that's coming up, the NHL NBA playoffs. And here's a big thing, if you're a Cub fan, if you wanna stream Marquee Sports Network, there is no other streaming service that carries marquee aside from fubo tv you can also watch everybody on nbc sports chicago including the white Sox, bulls and hawks that is a great deal it is a great service use the link in our description to save up to 15% off your first month of fubo pro go to fubotv.com/chgo couple comments I want to get to before we continue with the Kyle Davidson audio. First and foremost, Hunter says, Hey guys, just want to say I finished my first year of college and every day I listen to your show. Love it. Can't wait to see where the Hawks go. Thank you and congrats, Hunter. Yep. That's great. Way to go. Uh, a couple other people have mentioned uh, prying the number 11 pick away from Vancouver. Um, I think they're referring to the Connor Garland, Brock Besser thing. I would be surprised if the Hawks are able to trade for one of those two guys and the toss-in is number 11. That doesn't seem very likely to me. Now, if the Hawks wanted to package 19 or 20 and something else for 11, that might be doable, but I think that's a separate deal or it's an extra part of any sort of deal that would bring uh, Garland or Besser to Chicago because those guys are both... Under thirty, and they're both still really damn good players. So it's not a Peter Morazic, Nikita Zaitsev situation. Yeah, These dudes they're, they're not.
1: They're not trying to. They're not trying to beg people to take them off their hands. But I think going out and and being able to do that can get you some other assets back. I'd unless the Blackhawks are saying, "Here's our highest second round pick, we'll take them off your hands." and they do some sort of pick swap, I don't know. I don't don't see Vancouver doing that unless it's some sort of major swap trade.
2: Yeah, they're desperate. They're not that desperate. But it is the Canucks, so never say never when it comes to those guys. (laughs) That's true. true.
0: That's a good point. Uh, Eric says, add Tyler Myers last year, and I think Vancouver gives 11. Myers and Garland plus our own second. I don't know. Not a lot of spots open on D, though.
2: Yeah, yeah, we we don't we got too many D already.
0: Yeah, it's congested. Yeah, you don't want a congested D. That's bad. I was
2: just going to say, congested D is never good.
0: Yeah, never. That's why I got to clear it out every day. (laughs) All right, Uh, next up, he closes the door absolutely on Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves coming back. We've said it. It's been repeated many times, but here it is right from Kyle Davidson's mouth
3: yeah you know i I think i think we did make our decision that we were going to move on from from jonathan and patrick and and it was not not an easy decision but one we thought gave these young players coming in the best opportunity to grow into those uh into those leadership roles that that jonathan and patrick filled for so long and filled so amazingly for so long and so um you know it's it's it was something we we decided, uh, you know, kind of around trade deadline, and then with Jonathan later in the later in the game a bit. But it's it's uh, you know we think it's important. We think it's really uh, giving these young players the same opportunity that Patrick, Jonathan, and and many others that were part of that that core group uh, in the in the 2010s uh, when they entered the league. You know, there was no uh, you know franchise player that that was there that they could just lean on and 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 use as, uh, you know, somewhat of a crutch or, or have to defer to, it was, it was, it's going to be up to those young players to, you know, with the assistance of some leadership, let's not, let's not, um, you know, kid ourselves. We're going to have some good leadership in that locker room for them, but it's going to be up to them to, to take on, on leadership roles. And we think that's, that's really healthy for their development. And will serve them very well down the road when it comes time for, for them to completely take over the leadership of the teams.
0: All right, can we put that to bed? I thought we did already, but it's yeah.
2: it's, it's like Michael Myers; it just keeps <laughs> popping back up just when you think it's dead.
0: Yeah, it's dead.
1: Like we're we're done here, folks. Yeah, we're done here. It's it's yeah. it's and like like we, we said. We,
0: he the, another thing he said in the interview. Uh, I didn't pull this part. Um, he was asked about like Reichel and and Bedard playing together, and he said, "If you have too many guys that have to have the puck on the same line, it's not necessarily a good thing." Um, not not shutting the door on Reichel and Bedard playing together but just saying sort of in general every line has that dude who's the puck carrier and that's Patrick Kane and that's Connor Bedard and it seems like that's Lucas Reichel so you know I it's it's over that move on it's I'm, I'm 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 not saying I'm glad it's over because F those guys but like it's just time it's time it's time it's time it's time and now conor bedard makes it more time than even before bedard is less he, of a reason to bring them back not more in my opinion he,
2: he is the new face of the franchise put him out there and let him be the guy
0: yes oh and my, good point by michael here in the chat says they seem to envision reichel as a center as well and davidson did say that he said what a one-two punch that could be he, he can't say bedard but, you know, <laughs> mm. but he alluded to the fact that you have two centers of that caliber. That's a really good one-two punch if they both project as centers. So, And it definitely seems like he's got yeah. Bedard pegged as a center. So, yeah. yeah. All right, we'll So see. D- now that we've discussed the hockey part of uh, the interview, there were two other things that came up. Um, I'm going to let David Hawes' question speak for itself because I don't want to paraphrase it. I think it's important. To get it right, but this kind of goes towards these next two will kind of pertain to um, the Kyle Beach fallout and the fans' feelings about it.
4: So Kyle, big picture, as you know, since you got the number one pick and you won the NHL draft lottery, there's been some backlash. There's been columnists who have written that maybe the Blackhawks didn't deserve this pick and they should have been deprived. Uh, A first rounder because of the Kyle Beach situation that you have moved on from organizationally and done a lot of work in that direction. You also have fans who might be very conflicted about, is it okay to feel excited about the Hawks again or hockey in Chicago? How do you address those people who might feel some ambivalence here, some some mixed feelings about whether or not to get excited because of what this organization has been through the last several years?
3: Uh, Yeah, no, you know what? I I think I think that's a a natural uh, train of thought, right? The, the the natural skepticism based on on what did occur here and what we learned occurred uh, in the past. But you know what? I, and and I'd almost I'd almost push back a little bit on how how you frame that. I don't think we have necessarily moved on. It's it, it's more so you know it it shapes some you know everything we do uh, every day. How how we how we monitor, how we communicate, how we educate and 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 how we learn uh and and how we advocate you know it's something that um you know is is, we obviously denounce we we work to to you know be better for every day and and, um i understand the the conflicted uh feelings that some may have but at the same time um you know I, i think there there is an ability for for people to get excited and and um you know, we can we can still remember and 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 try and get better based on what happened every single day while also being excited about this. And so, um, you know what, I think there's there's a place for both feelings in in, uh, in this in, in what happened on Monday and winning the lottery.
0: I love that he said we have not moved on from this and that it informs and is in the back of their mind on everything they do. Uh, as an organization. And I'm sure there are cynical people that are saying that's just lip service, he's full of shit. Um I don't know. I I for the most part I think they have shown uh some aside from Rocky's outburst at the town hall meeting, uh you know, Danny and Jamie have been have said the right things about it. Now I think they had a misstep with the Pride Night. We've been through that a million times, but um I don't know. I, I think the fact that he says, hey, look, this is not something we've moved on from at all. We think about it all the time. I think that's great. And I'm glad that he sort of said, I'm not going to let you move on let you let me move on from this because we sure haven't.
1: Yeah, I, I think that that's that's really important because um, it's there's a lot of I guess a lot of the angst that, you know, other other fan bases in 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 hockey have is that you know that they don't i i think people think black hawks fans have the moniker of just like oh it's in the past like whatever we've we've litigated it kind of basically what rocky word said at the at the town hall and from what i've from what i've seen and and encountered and and whatnot like i don't think the majority of black hawks fans feel that way um and i'm glad to see that you know davidson and the management group is is in that same boat that it's not, Hey, let us move on from this. It's, it's, Hey, we have to, you know, continue to remember it, to learn, to learn lessons and, and to be better. Um, so yeah, I think that that's uh, a totally fair way of, 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 looking at it. And it's, I mean, it's definitely not something that can be swept under the rug because obviously from, from past instances of things being swept under the rug, um, it does you no good. So yeah, I'm I'm glad that uh, that Kyle uh, addressed it that way.
2: Yeah, I think now this might be hard to believe for some people listening. The Blackhawks aren't very well liked outside the city of Chicago for a lot of reasons. Some justified, some not justified. People think uh, view this team as like the same line as like the Yankees or the Red Sox in baseball or the Patriots, you know, the evil empire, which is insane when you think about where this franchise was in the last decade of the Bill Wirtz era. But I just think that there's no matter what they say, and no matter what they do in regards to how they make sure this never happens again, people are going to say it's not enough. People are going to say it's just lip service because that's what quote people do. So as long as they're transparent, it's it's good enough for me.
0: You know, I've been thinking about this the last few days too because um, I'm trying to be open-minded to hear people's frustration with the Hawks getting the pick and our friends at PHNX have talked about it and pretty much everybody else in hockey that like they only got a $2.5 million fine and they should have had some draft capital taken away. Okay, I can, I can go with that. I agree. First of all, if they did lose draft capital, it would have been last year's draft, not this one. Uh, second of all, Keep in mind, as of this moment, Joel Quenville is not allowed to coach a hockey team. Stan Bowman, don't care, throw a dollar in, is not allowed to general manage a hockey team. El McIsaac is not allowed to be part of a hockey team. John McDonough is out of the game. So those individuals directly responsible for turning their backs on what happened with Kyle Beach are out of the game right now. If, and I will say in parentheses, when uh, Gary Bettman reinstates most of them or some of them, that is an issue with the NHL, not the Blackhawks. But the Blackhawks got rid of everyone that was here, that remained when the controversy came out. And the people that were with other organizations, aside from Kevin Chevaldeoff, which is a different story for some reason, um, have been punished accordingly and are out of the game. So yes, the organization was only fined two and a half million dollars, but the individuals responsible have been punished as well. So, yeah. something to keep in mind that I think maybe we've lost sight of. You know, is Quinnville winningest or second winningest coach ever? Second, right? Second. So, yeah, the second winningest coach in hockey history is not no, allowed. to nobody's be. Nobody's ever
2: going to be number one. Yeah, right. <laughs> nobody's beaten Scotty Bowman. Yeah, good point. Um, yeah. And as McLevin says in the chat, they also settled out of court. You know, there was a settlement. We don't know how much that settlement was or we'll ever know how much. It's it's undisclosed. So it's not like it was just the $2 million they paid. They settled as well. They they paid, like, yeah. Was the punishment a little light? Probably. But it is what it is. And my biggest like irk or this whole thing is where was the concern for the safety of kevin korchinski when he was drafted by the team last year where was the concern for frank nazar coming into this organization when he was drafted last year it wasn't there it didn't exist and it, it would have been there
0: con- for leo carlson either
2: right it, it, like where was any of that and it's like well here it is now it's canadian hero connor bernard and we all have to just you know show our whole ass on the internet it's fine, you know. Be mad. Cool. be mad, be it, mad. It, it's cool. Like, it just you know. Now all of a sudden you care about sexual assault. You don't. You just want to hate on the Blackhawks. Move on.
0: Yeah, got a super chat here from Brandon. Two dollars says does uh, Norm McIver or Al? Mc- no, yes, Norm Maciver get a GM job. To be clear, it- Al MacIsaac is the one who was fired. I hope I didn't misspeak in that last. No, you said McIsaac. Al McIsaac was the assistant GM or whatever he was under Bowman. He's dismissed. Norm McIver was with the organization before, left, and now is back with Kyle Davidson. I do think at some point Norm McIver will probably get a GM job somewhere. Right now, he is providing that mentor role to Kyle Davidson is being the guy who's done it before he's been in hockey ops forever to sort of help him with the day-to-day GMing stuff. That's not about draft prep trades, that sort of thing. Um, but I do think McI- it's hockey. Norm McIver an old hockey guy. Yes. I think he will find a GM job in some way, yeah. shape or form down yeah. the road. Yeah.
2: If he wants one, maybe he yeah. doesn't want one. You know, he, he went to Seattle for one year and came back. Maybe he just loves being an assistant GM with the Blackhawks. You know, he's, But but if this rebuild keeps trending the way it does and the Blackhawk, it starts turning out into, you know, Stanley Cup contention, he's definitely going to have some people interested in
0: him. Didn't we already hear Jeff Greenberg being mentioned for somebody? Yeah, uh, he
2: got connected to Pittsburgh because of his connection to to, uh, Theo Epstein and now that Fenway owns Pittsburgh. I think that was more spitballing than an actual, like, request for an interview. But, you know, so, so yeah,
0: the concept's already out there. So, I mean, yeah. look, that's, that's what happens anywhere. An organization does well and people poach their talent. And if, if that happens to the Hawks, great, because it means they had a lot of success.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you eventually want teams to come away and take away your best assistant general managers or your best scouts, because that means they're really good at your job and your team yeah. is in good shape.
0: All right, we've got one no. more Super Chat from Young Dingle God. We're going to get to it here in a second, but I don't want to lose the momentum of the conversation we're having. The last cut here from Kyle Davidson, again, thanks to 670 The Score for letting us use this audio. If you remember, right after the Kyle Beach fallout, Wayne Gretzky was on, Turner saying, if I had an 18-year-old kid, I would have concerns about him playing for the Blackhawks. Uh, David Hall asked that question very similarly. I'll let you hear it from him, and you'll hear Kyle Davidson's response as well.
4: I think it was about a year ago after the town hall and Rocky Ward said what he said that it was Wayne Gretzky who talked about uh, very publicly, he said something to the effect, of, and I'm paraphrasing here, that you know, if I had an 18-year-old kid and I was going into the Blackhawk organization, I would, I would want to know how they were going to protect him in light of what's happened, in light of the reaction to that. You're dealing with a lot of kids who are still teenagers. The, the number one prospect, Connor Bedard, 17 years old. If his parents, if any parents of a prospect, were to ask you that question now before the draft next month, how would you answer it?
3: Yeah, you know, I think it'd be it, it's again, you know, these are these are concerns and questions that that um, that people are, are are asking, and and I feel very comfortable with with the culture we've created, you know, especially in the the locker room with you know head coach Luke Richardson and and his advocacy for um, you know not only mental health awareness, but having mental health professionals uh, available to all of our players at all times. Um, You know, we, we advertise and, and, and make uh, available reporting uh, anonymous reporting lines for our players should they experience anything or need to report anything. Um, And, and it's something we're, we're working on and we're communicating with, with our players, with our staff every single day and and making the resources available to um, provide that, that reporting, that safety, and that education to everyone should they need to use, um, need to use it and, and, and go down that road. So, you know, we've, we've put in a lot of different processes and, and, and systems here to ensure that, that there's, uh, you know, the necessary resources available to protect people to, uh, to be made available to our players and staff. And I don't think it's exclusive just to the, the players coming in, right? It, it's, it's also available to every one of our staff members. Um, to make sure that they feel protected, that they may that they feel safe in in their place of work, whether that be the locker room or in the in the front office here at the United Center.
0: There you have it. I mean, that's it's pretty clear, and I like that he specifically referenced uh, specific resources the teams and the and the players and the people at the organization have. If you're having an issue, you can anonymously anonymously report it. And uh, look, this is. I'm not going to go overboard in praising them for this because um, it should have been in place before. Now society was a lot different 13 years ago than it is now. That's certainly true. Um, however, um, it shouldn't have taken something like this to make these changes. But there is completely new leadership in charge. Aside from Rocky Wirtz, who you know is just kind of the the guy at the top, and he doesn't really run the day to day. Um, everyone else in charge has, has made changes um, in light of and because of what happened with Kyle Beach and hopefully the players and staff and everybody that wears a Blackhawks three-quarter zip to work uh, feel safe and feels like if something does happen, they can go and they'll be taken care of. And I I do believe when, when Kyle Davidson speaks, I, I tend to take what he says uh, seriously, and I, I think he seems like an honest guy. So. If it, I'm glad they've made these changes and I hope they keep doing them and keep evolving them as time goes on.
1: Yeah. And, and I mean, if, if you remember the, the reports of what, what happened to beach, like he, he told people and, and those people ran it up the poll to the people that were in charge. So, you know, it, he did what he was kind of supposed to do and, and everyone did what they were supposed to do until it got to the management. And, and at that point, that's where the failure came. So I think the new management that's in here, knowing everything we know now and 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 whatnot, I think that you know their their mindset of it is is completely different than than what it was you know 13 years ago, and and the mentality is completely different. Um, and yeah, having having a, a bigger focus on that, on on you know the mental health of players and and the safety of players is and and people within your organization, employees and and all that it's a completely different uh landscape for that now than it was before so um i'm glad that you know it's it's pretty evident that the Blackhawks are trying to be um you know forward thinking in that regard so um you know it's it time will tell hopefully they never have to use those kinds of 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 uh systems that they have in place but um you know if, if if ever there's there's something that's improper within the organization um you know i i think you you could trust that new management and and new eyes and new ears on things can uh, can handle it the right way
0: i hope so i hope so because uh the people that should have helped Kyle uh Kyle Beach did not and they prioritized a hockey playoff series over uh, the health and well-being of a player and I, and i i also um i bristle at that because You can do both. You can go win a playoff series and handle the sexual abuse that just happened in your organization. I've said it since we heard about this. They could have said the day they found out, we have fired video coach Brad Aldrich. There will be no comments on this situation at this time. Go win the cup, address it in the offseason, and move on and do the right thing. You know nope,
2: nobody I, would have looked down on this organization they would have applauded the organization if they said hey this happened on our watch and we find that unacceptable we are turning him over to the authorities he no longer works here blah 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 mm-hmm. they would have been applauded they right. wouldn't have no, nobody would have thought any yeah. less about them if they said hey this is and, what happened and we are
0: handling it
1: and it would have it would have almost been like that it would that would have been it
0: yeah, people yeah, like oh, there, there wouldn't, okay, there wouldn't, it but, wouldn't
1: have been yeah. years upon years upon Nobody years would have of been failure.
2: Screaming about Connor Bedard when the Hawks shouldn't have won the draft. I mean, they still would have, but they would have had another reason. They would have had to come up with some other excuse.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right, before we wrap up, we want to get to the super chat by our buddy Young Dangle. God, five dollars. He says Brock Besser had fifty-five points in seventy-four games last year on the third line with Nils Amon and Dakota Johnson. Joshua, say he plays on a line with Bedard. How many points does he get? Uh, A minimum 250. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he could
1: be, he could easily be 60, 65 points, you know, stay healthy, play, be kind of that scorer that can help uh, complement, be on the other end of, of, you know, Bedard setting him up, like, not a bad life.
2: Yeah. By the way, Nils Almond is my favorite flavor of Greek yogurt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. Nice. Delicious. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, look, the, young Dale God's point though about Besser. Like, Hey, I'm a 50, 60 point guy. Maybe I go play with this generational kid and I suddenly become a 70, 80 point guy. And then my next contract looks really good. Sure. You know, right. With,
2: with another team.
0: Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, all of a sudden, like we talked about yesterday, the Blackhawks are a free agent uh destination. Not, they've always they always have been, but now with Connor Bedard, you've got those kind of fringed guys that aren't gonna make huge deals saying, Hey, I can get seventy to ninety points playing with this kid. Sign me the F up. So Yeah, it's fun. Man, what an incredible effing week we've had on this show, <laughs> man. Like it was just five days ago that the Hawks won the draft lottery. And uh crazy it's been incredible stick with us this summer there's going to be so much more to come you heard it from kyle davidson they're going to be active they're going to be busy Mm -hmm. we're going to be in nashville for the draft Uh, more specific details on that coming out but uh, make your plans to go if you haven't already make your plans to go down to the draft because it's going to be a wild week for the chicago blackhawks Um, we're going to be down there monday for the award ceremony and um friday that friday the day after the draft development camp starts so it's gonna
1: be a long week yes it is yes it
0: is <laughs> so it's yeah, gonna be fun those two, be a long we two weeks let's it's do it it still
2: beats showing up to a cubicle every morning, God, morning. It's
0: yes true. it is all right before we wrap up uh we got to take care of a couple things we got some business to take care of fellas yes yes uh we
1: hey speaking of uh Having a good time. Yes. Uh, If you want to sit back after the end of the long week, it's Friday, and crack open a beer to celebrate the the week that you had and the week that the Blackhawks had, do it with uh, Goose Island beer. They are (laughs) flying over our heads. They are Chicago's beer since 1988, and they are the proud beer sponsor of us here at CHGO. And how... Could you argue with the deep, talented roster that they have of their delicious beers? You got the Goose IPA, a six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Festival, always in styles with a citrus aroma and bold hop finish. You got the Tropical Beer Hug IPA, a dry hopped Imperial IPA, which is at a 9.9 ABV that is dangerously easy to drink. One of those could take care of you for the whole day if you wanted. Uh, you got the full pocket pills, the everyday beer. It's what the beer brewers are drinking. You got the three one two, the staple of their lineup that comes in the golden can. Uh, you also got the green line, the Matilda. A lot of stuff uh, with with Goose Island that you can uh, you can sit back and enjoy. And you can grab ultra fresh brewery exclusive beers at the Goose Island original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or you can go to their tap room on Fulton Street in Town, Again, that is the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer.
2: Yes, a nice cold beer on a hot summer day hits the spot. And so does a nice cool home because of some air conditioning on a hot summer day too. And that's where the Comet Energy Efficiency Program comes in because they're committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve help manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future
0: yes indeed comet offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial industrial and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory (laughs) comet offers free Facility assessments that can help find energy saving opportunities, like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. I wonder how does that all work, Greg? I'm so I glad... wonder too. Oh, both of <laughs> you! I'm bo- glad you both asked. Get out a pen because in a minute you're going to have to take down a website. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually. they last approximately two hours within three or four weeks customers will get a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on right away each recommendation will include estimated energy savings cost savings project cost potential incentives and simple payback if you own a business don't wait. Get started saving money and energy Monergy, today for energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to write this down, fellas. ComEd.com slash powering biz. I don't
1: have Was a pen. Can you repeat uh, that? Yes. Here,
0: I'll, ri- I'll write it on the screen here for you. Was that B-I-Z? Powering biz, B-I-Z, right? That's right. ComEd.com slash powering biz. Schedule it today. All right. That's today. it. That week's in the book. Week one of the Connor Bedard era is in the books <laughs> unofficially. <laughs> Can't wait for the actual beginning of the Connor Bedard yeah. era uh, in a few months. Yeah. But uh, we'll get you there well, all summer. Bedard Palooza. Get ready. We've I got season
2: just became a lot more entertaining, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. Yeah.
0: Yes. I do want to mention.
1: Uh, there are other prospects that the Blackhawks are going to have uh, in their system
3: yeah.
1: um, the Seattle Thunderbirds in the WHL with Kevin Korczynski, Colton Dock and Nolan Allen they begin their WHL championship series tonight uh, against the Winnipeg Ice I believe puck drop is at 7pm central time uh, in Winnipeg so if you have a way to watch or go to those games support the guys as they go for the WHL championship
0: Sounds good to me. Bring on as many champions as you can. That sounds awesome.
1: Hey, it'd be uh, if if they win and, and head to the Memorial Cup. I would love to speak to those three uh, again between that time period. That would be a lot of fun.
0: That would be great. See if they're just completely beaming from knowing that they're going to be teammates with Connor Bedard.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: sure. yeah, That'd be a hell of a lot of fun. I'm sure, I'm sure it helps. Uh by the way, Seattle Thunderbirds, they need some better merch on their website. Can we have a talk with them? I've been trying to order some <laughs> Thunderbirds gear and none of it looks great. Uh they got a great logo, but the merch is kind of lame. Um yeah, speaking of merch, uh you're going to want to see Monday's show because we're going to add a nice new set piece that I think a lot of people are going to like uh, at our CHGO studio. So don't miss Monday's show or any show. And look, if you know a Hawks fan in your life, this show would be a great one to share with them because it's a, a lot about Conor Bedard. It's got the voice of Kyle Davidson. It's got breakdowns and everything offseason wise. This would be a great one to share. So once it's done, jump on your favorite podcast app or send that YouTube video to a friend or two. That would be greatly, gratefully helpful and appreciated if you could do that for us. Uh, And shout out to Kyle Brandt from NFL Network for wearing a CHGO uh, football shirt on the show today. Absolutely awesome. Again, if you want to get yourself some CHGO merch, chgolocker.com. Diehard save 20% every time. All right, let's wrap things up. Let's begin the weekend. Lawrence, thanks for running the show. Reminder, we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO. When you sign up for Greg and for Mario, I'm Jay. Thanks for listening to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.